Hi, friends. Welcome to another episode of That Sounds Fun. I'm your host, Annie F. Downs. I'm so happy to be here with you today. Hey, today is special, and I want to go ahead and tell you, you need to hop over to my Instagram because tomorrow's my birthday, and my publisher said, for my birthday, I get to show you the cover of the new book that comes out in February and tell you the title. So make sure you hop over there and see that today. As you may know, this is our special series called Ennea Summer 2020 here on the podcast The Enneagram is a tool we love around here to help us know ourselves better and love our people better. It's just a tool, one of many that can help you with personal growth, but one that we find really helpful here at That Sounds Fun. If you're just jumping in today, last week we have an intro episode with Sarah Jane Case, and we started with David and Leslie, our Enneagram 8s. And today we continue with our Enneagram 9s. The music in the background is from our good buddy, Mr. Ryan O'Neill, better known as Sleeping at Last. As y'all know, he's created a song for each Enneagram type and actually a podcast episode as well. And what you're hearing now is the Enneagram 9 song, y'all. It is so sweet. Oh, I'm telling you, these songs will make you so compassionate towards your friends of every type. Make sure you head to Spotify or Apple Music and listen the whole thing. Read the lyrics. It'll really add to your experience of learning Enneagram 9s. This year, our Enneagram 9s are Kula and Andy. Yes, Kula is her name. I love both of these friends so, so much. My gosh, y'all, they are just two of the best. They're thoughtful and kind and reflective and funny. Y'all are about to fall in love. Remember, we do have an Enneagram 9 episode from the Ennea Summer 2019 that I loved as well with my friends Sunny and Jason, if you want to go back and hear that one. But before we meet and get to know Kula and Andy, our friend Seth Abram, Enneagram expert and host of the Fathoms podcast, is going to give us a quick overview of what we should know about nines. All right, Seth, we're back talking about our Enneagram nines, which you identify. This is true. <laughs> this, is, this is your number that you know. Do you feel like you know the nines the best because you are one? Oh, yeah. I mean, it's yeah. it's the water I've swam in my whole life. So you could say I do know it the best and I don't know it the best. Yeah. It's all about <laughs> all right. like uncovering the, the biases I have that yeah, are specific sure. to the nine style. Yeah. Okay. So give me an overview of nines. Tell us about nines. Yes. All right. Here we go. So any type nine is the point in the Enneagram that represents the body intelligence's capacity for harmony. Yeah. And wholeness and peace and really reconciliation. Mm-hmm. So people who lead with type nine have this sort of natural capacity to hold space. Mm-hmm. So if you've been, ever been around any nines, you know this, right? Yeah. So they have this natural capacity to hold space and they can see and are accepting of all the different perspectives and viewpoints. And then they are able to, a healthy nine is able to hold the different viewpoints to show us where the common ground is. Yeah. And so they, they, they are this because they're body types differently than eights and ones. They are this grounded force. They are a force, but it's yep. this grounded force. Uh, so nines, they really offer us ease and simplicity and comfort and this ability to be reassuring. I called a nine on my way here, yeah. and she was super, super reassuring, and it just felt like this anxiety level go down for me. Yeah. And uh, yeah, so they're super receptive. Yeah, they invite us to slow down and to chill and uh, and to see what's in front of us, to be a little bit more grateful, yeah. but uh, not take things so seriously, you know? Yeah. But the issue for nines is when they feel like they're losing contact with this innate gift of, of real peace and uh, how things are integrated and whole, is they have to manufacture it. And so they, this starts to feel and look like this need to avoid. And uh, they start to tamp down feeling life too deeply because that can be just overwhelming for them. Yeah. And they begin, this, they begin to f- uh, kind of trust and believe this conditioned story from childhood that every type has in their own way, but about uh, my efforts aren't gonna matter don't make the waves. You know, I have to blend in in order to belong. Mm-hmm. Um, so any level of conflict has to be uh, avoided. Mm-hmm. And so harmony distorts into self-effacing and being agreeable and going along to get along. Yeah. And it looks and it feels like this numbness and this complacency. Inside of you it does? Oh, or just to us? inside of me. Yeah. yeah, absolutely. It's this numbness and complacency about what's important to us. Mm-hmm. We fall asleep to that. Mm-hmm. And so if you've experienced me in unhealthiness, it's about we can become stubborn in this this passive aggressiveness. And then we become defined by inertia. So like our ability to do or not do is is all about inertia. Yeah, so, it feels like if you can catch a nine while they're going, they'll really go. Oh yeah. Yeah, we can go for a long yeah. time. But if we stop Yeah. Yeah. So <laughs> yeah. yeah, so ultimately nines are motivated by this need to feel comfortable and at peace and they work hard not to bring attention to themselves yeah. or their own needs. Yeah. yeah. So why do we need nines in our lives? 
Um, you know, I think they, they really dignify all the options and all the different points mm, of view on the, around the that's table. That's beautiful, yeah. I think that's a really important thing. I also see nines and myself as very accepting. Yeah. I think um, a lot of people my whole life have felt just free to say things they wouldn't say to other people because they know that, <laughs> huh, this guy accepts me. I yeah. feel seen and heard by yeah. this person. But I also I think they offer us humility. Mm-hmm. Um, an unhealthy nine is going to be self-effacing and, and not that. It might look like it, but it's not. But but healthy nines have this uh, this competence about them that's not arrogant. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. And I, again, I just would say reconciliation, this ability to reconcile things because they can a healthy nine can hold the tension of opposites and yeah. find the, the potential third way that's there. What do nines offer the world at large? Patience. Mm-hmm. Super patient. They they help us calm down. Yeah. You know, there's this reassurance about them. They make me slow down. Yeah. Oh, I yeah, need nines because totally. my number one employee with me is a nine. Most of my, a lot of my really good friends are nines and it just makes me my decision making slows down when I'm with them. Totally, totally. I think there's this, there's this, uh, ease you have and like this energetic ease around them mm-hmm. too like they might not be noticed in a room but if you sit with them long enough you'll start to come down yourself yeah that's right yeah. that's right so with kula and andy they were about to sit with mm. what should we listen for in this conversation uh yeah you know a lot of times nines are great storytellers yeah. i actually didn't get that part of the nine thing i, I at least i don't think so uh, I'm not, I don't think I'm a great storyteller. I, do, okay. I think I'm horrible, actually. <laughs> really? <it>. Yes. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Okay. My wife says that I tend to talk about the thing without talking about the thing that's the thing that I'm talk, trying to talk about. <laughs> and I'm showing you an example of what I'm talking about. It's a little bit true, as you say it. I yeah. Hear. So it's it's kind of, there's this sort of circuitous way of trying to get at the point they're trying to make. Yeah. Yeah, that's that's a thing you might hear, but also maybe a less than quality. Mm. Uh, like I don't care too much because if I care too much, well then you might disagree with what I care about. So maybe this this indecisiveness. Yeah. Um, along with twos, they tend to be the most other focused yeah. type, so they might bring it back to you instead right. of, of of them. Right. Uh, inclusivity of all the sides, and again, just this easygoingness. You know. Yeah. So here is a really fun and interesting conversation with our Enneagram Nines, Kula and Andy. I would. I have other things I want to catch up with both of you, but it's also like let's just hit record and see how it goes. Yeah. Just a couple of nines in the room with a seven. Do we make y'all crazy? Do no. nine sevens make nines crazy? No, isn't that the nine thing? Is like nothing really makes us crazy. That's exactly right. <laughs> Unshakable. Yeah. Although I will say, for a while, all my coworkers thought I was a seven. Because you're so fun. I mean, you are very fun. I think it's just because I'm loud and I come from a very loud family, and so I just have a lot of energy. Okay. And so. Like they were shocked when we did this whole Enneagram training for our staff. And they were like, wait, what? Kula? Okay, like, keep going on that, Kula. Tell me how you knew you were a nine. Oh. If your behaviors well, look like sevens, how'd you know you were a nine? Well, here's the thing that is, ugh, it's, it's so wonderfully excruciating about the Enneagram. It's because what helped me determine my dominant type was my passion. So yeah. like when the nines are in a season of unhealth, their passion is sloth, which is right. kind of like laziness of spirit. And for me, it shows up as laziness of like spirit, body, mind. And so I knew I was a nine when number one, my conflict avoidant flag like waves, <laughs> waves <laughs> wild and free. Like I see conflict and run from it. And then yeah. also when I know that I'm a season of high stress or anxiety or whatever it might be, I tend to retreat and and just honestly get really lazy and have no energy and no momentum yeah. and no motivation at all. So what helped me realize that I was a nine was actually the the pitfalls of the nine and yeah. how closely those resonated with me when I think about myself and w- how I act in times of stress. And yeah. I mean, I've known you a decade now. Whoa. Right? Yeah. 11. Yes. Yeah. And I haven't ever known you to slip into like a whole sloth it's because Season. I literally disappear. Like that, that is true. So you don't that know she's sloppy. <laughs> yeah, because I don't live in your house, right? Exactly. Well, and you know, around other people, I tend to be pretty social, and like that side of me is yeah. it's pretty private, really private. Okay. Yeah, it's interesting. Although you've you known my issue with conflict. Like yes. if so, yeah. if I get the wrong meal served to me, like at a restaurant or something, never in a million years would I tell I them. You're shaking ever. your head oh. too. 
I am nodding in agreement so hard. <laughs> oh, I can't say the like heebie-jeebies. I can't. There's I there's a friend of mine who like will will be out to dinner like regularly, and if like one little thing is wrong, he'll just like call the waiter over, and a, another fellow nine that you know is yes. is generally out with us too. We'll just both be sitting there cringing, just yeah. like sweating in our palms, just it's like humiliating. just get another thing of food. Oh my gosh, just 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 eat, eat this. It. Just eat this. Like what? <laughs> Just I don't care if you're allergic. <laughs> Choke it down. Yeah. Truly. Andy, but, how did you figure out you were a nine? There's this app. Um, yeah, but, really? But really I, there, there was an app that a friend recommended to us who she's uh, a friend, Daniela. Shout out, Daniela. She is very well versed in the Enneagram. And I, I've actually called her uh, my Enneagram Yoda yeah. before. And she just was like very passionate about it and very passionate about like her friends figuring out their number and whatnot. And so my wife and I just sat down one time. She was visiting we just took the test on the phone. It's like a long, like 30 minute test yeah. or whatever. We took it and then I was like all the little numbers there. And then when the nine was, when it was nine, it was the longest line by, by far. And so I was like, <laughs> okay, I know you're supposed to kind of like read the descriptions and yeah. self-identify, but I'm like, I'm probably a nine. And then I read, <laughs> the, like, I read the description and I'm like, oh, this is just a picture of me. Like this yes. is exact. And then, so it it was pretty obvious then, but then once my wife took it, and she's a four, when we read the nine and four in a relationship, oh, like we were like grabbing hands so hard and like <laughs> would oscillate between crying and laughing really? just because we we're like, this is literally like they watched our life and our like <laughs> new marriage and wrote it down. Yeah. And it was like exact. <laughs> yeah. And, and it was just, it was, it was then that we both were like, oh yeah, this is definitely us. Yeah. Um, and it was just, it was honestly one of the most like freeing experiences I had just like reading that description of us too, because like obviously like being newly married, you know, like trying to just figure things out. And yeah. one, once that it was kind of like read out just like how we were. And I was like, oh, it's not just us like figuring out like yeah. our own thing. It's like s other nines and fours have had very similar things. Yeah. And so it's not us. It's like it's something anyone can like figure out because yes. it's like such a known thing. Yes. And it just, one thing that I remember Daniela told us too, is like how it just like gives language, especially to nines who sometimes, at least for me, have problems with feelings and really yeah. trying to express feelings yeah. when there's kind of like a, almost like a roadmap of like, well, it's probably more like this. I was like, Oh gosh, that makes so much more sense. Like I can pick it out from a list sort of thing. Like, wow. Oh wow. Like this is why I'm feeling like this, or yeah. this is why me and Roxy are, dealing with this or yeah. whatever yeah and it's just it's it's been like really helpful we skipped over a part of telling who y'all are oh yeah but you did a great <laughs> job of saying hi married. i'm kula no, I'm, Sorry. <laughs> I'm andy <laughs> and y'all don't know each other we don't which know i love i we think y'all are really gonna like being friends i'm very into this but andy will you tell us what you do you're married Roxy. i'm married Roxy's my wife she is a four and what do you do professionally um i I'm a touring photographer, mostly for music. Um, so I'm not doing a whole lot right now. Yeah. Because yeah. the whole uh, shows aren't really happening. But uh, I tour with Chris Stapleton as his photographer on tour. Yeah. Um, yeah. That's awesome. Kula, That's tell us what you do. Why do I have to go after him? I'm so sorry. <laughs> because my answer is so nerdy. No, your nerdy. answer is awesome. I am actually a touring musician. So I'm surprised <laughs> you've never photographed me, Andy. <laughs> I'm just kidding. I, um, well, I have two lives professionally. Number one, yes. it's not really professional. I'm a yoga teacher on the side, which is like so nine of me to be a yoga teacher. Which you did a great <laughs> job in quarantine. I paid you for my class <gasps> I took. You did! And you, uh, took, you did a great class. I'm so glad she you She would put it. them up on um, Insta oh, Live. Cool. Yeah. And then would just be like, Here's my whatever yeah, yeah, Venmo. Yeah. I mean, I had her Venmo, but yeah. here's my Venmo. Yeah. And so I was like, That's I'll, so sweet. Yeah, take a couple of coolest classes and pay her for one. So Angel. I tried a yoga <laughs> class one time. I love that you love it. It is not for me. Andy <laughs> uses one of those like um, the mirror, mirror, the mirror oh, the exercise mirror. thing. I tried it on there just because oh it's, my gosh. it's like, and I even tried like a spin class one time and it was like all the lights and everything like that too. And it was just the environment of stuff like that wasn't for me. Cause I just yeah. like, I want to just be in my own little world yeah. dealing with it myself. I feel so that. when we got that mirror thing, like there's a yoga class on yeah. there and I'm like, all right, I can just try it. Yeah. Cause it's just me. Totally. And then even then I was like, nope, nope. <laughs> 
not for me. <laughs> you, you, cool is unbelievable. She's known Nashville wide, if not nationwide, oh for gosh, whatever. She's no. she's the teacher that people like get up to go to at six a.m. Oh, that's awesome. That's true. I taught this morning at six a.m. Yeah. Shout out to those six a.m.ers. So I do that just kind of on the side for fun. But my full time job, I work for StoryBrand, which is. I say marketing consultant, Don, my boss is going to kill me for saying that it's confusing to describe what we do because we literally teach people how to clarify their message. But a lot of business owners don't know how to explain what they do in a way that engages their right audience. And so we've created a communication framework that helps business owners clarify their message so that everything starts working together to advance their mission or whatever they want. So I'm in charge of content. For story brand yeah you're on a lot fun. of videos and podcasts lots and, of videos yeah. yes i am about to hire a media coach because <gasps> apparently i say my k's weirdly on camera so so you have to hire a media coach. <laughs> yes our director of media was like so cool you say your K's weird. I think you should hire a media coach. I was like, doesn't your name start yeah. with a K? Yes. Yeah. I was like, really I've been saying it wrong my whole life. Oh my gosh. Of all I feel letters personal. to be able to say, you should be able to say that the one. The one that just your right. name starts with. She yeah. was like, there's kind of like a throaty thing that you do with the K. I was like, no, dude. I've never what? heard that before. Thank you. Yeah. Julian, do you have a coach you... to hire? Yes, I do. Okay. Weird. Who knew? Weird. I know. Yeah. Apparently I talk weird. So those of you listening, sorry. Sorry about my K's. But that is actually your name. And I, I think both of your jobs are really interesting for your number. Mm-hmm. Uh, you both work with a lot of people. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. It's what made you pick that when you don't want, I'm about to make it. Well, also y'all know I, we, I have a nines very up close in my life. Yeah. And, and a lot of times with nines, I'll be like, you don't want to make a decision in the world. <laughs> no. And Preach. so y'all, but y'all work with people all the time. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, at least for me, like I always loved photography. I started doing it in high school and just I've been doing it since then. So, I mean, I've been now I've been touring and traveling since 2006. Oh, wow. So it's been a minute now. Um, yeah. But even um, up until like a few years ago, I was still just kind of like, I love doing music. I love touring and traveling, but like. I see other photographers and stuff and they'll get like a big cool studio space and they're really good at like controlling a room and like, okay, we need this and like move this light and do that. And I'm just like, never been that guy. Like I just can't do that. Or like I've shot like a couple weddings here and there and it's never been like, it's always like a friend asking and I can't say no, you know? So I'm just like, (laughs) yeah, but like obviously like a lot of times I want to help my friend out and it's obviously good. So once, once I honestly took the Enneagram test and like a light bulb just kind of went off um, and with the whole idea of like nines kind of wanting to stay out of the way, yeah. wanting to just kind of let things happen. And like, I'm like, wow, I am literally doing exactly what I should be doing for mm-hmm. my type just mm-hmm. because like for my job, whether it's with Chris or with anyone, like when, when I'm on tour, my goal is to stay out of the way. Like yeah. my, oh, wow. my, my whole thought is, and like other photographers aren't like this, but for me personally, the whole reason why someone would want to bring someone like me in is because they think they have this special thing going on that they want to document. So why would I want to come in with any weird energy and change it up to be something that's another thing? So that's, that's just kind of how I've always like gone about it. Yeah. Yeah. I'm just supposed to kind of be in the corner, but I just know how to operate a camera pretty well. (laughs) Yeah. Um, Very well. Well, thank you. Yeah. So that's just kind of once I, once that kind of like clicked, it really just kind of like freed me of like, Oh well, you don't have to try and be this other type of photographer right. because Good. I like feel so strongly that I'm doing what I'm supposed to be doing. Right. Um, so yeah, that's wow. so good. And that's only been within the last like few years when I took that yeah. test because it's like, but I've just been doing it because yeah, I you like just had it. language for it. Yes, exactly, exactly. Yeah, like, like that's what we interesting. Said before, so, Kula, cool. what about you? I mean, you boss people around all the time. <laughs> I. Do. Is it do different that. in professional life than personal life? It's so interesting because it it's, has not been until the past couple months that I've really realized how much I lean into my eight wing at work Yeah, because uh, I have a same, pretty strong same. eight wing. And for a long time in my career as the nine, we never really want to take credit for what we do. So we'll yeah. like work really hard and get stuff done, but then never want to take credit or be in the spotlight or really seek out credit. And so I was just kind of this silent sort of workhorse because Mm. I had a lot of responsibility um, and I was getting stuff done and doing a great job, but it would just kind of happen and people would be like, oh, this has like been produced. This has been edited. This has been released. Great. Like, let's keep going. And then as my role progressed 
and I have taken on, you know, more of not technically a leadership position, but kind of, I really have had to lean into the authority of my eight wing because if not, then I'm a lot of times pretty passive and that costs me professionally at works because I don't like to make decisions. I don't like to tell people they're wrong. Again, super conflict avoidant. Like outside of work, I will never ever confront people or offer feedback that is controversial or whatever. But in the workplace, I I do. It's so strange. It's yeah. interesting how you can like pull on the resources of other types, especially if it's your wing, and and still feel like you're operating authentically. But it is interesting. So I lean a lot into that sort of authority, not in like a, you know, dictator-ish way. (laughs) No one's accusing um, you of that. But, you know, because the nine is a little bit more passive and like I'm pretty, like I've said earlier, sloth is sort of my passion. By passion, I mean pitfall. And I don't want to like really take the driver's seat a lot. I realized that that was costing me. It was costing me responsibility. It was costing me leadership. It was costing me like opportunities that would have been awarded earlier on had I stepped into this like really confident, assertive in a kind way space. Mm. So yeah, I think it, it is sometimes uncomfortable, but I, the more that you confront people and deal with conflict, the more you just get used to it and it doesn't bother me. I mean, I literally like would lose sleep, stop eating, stop breathing when I knew I had to have a hard hard conversation with somebody. Like it wrecked me, wrecked me because I just couldn't do it. I could not stand the thought of like someone else feeling negatively towards me about something that I said to them. So I just like three years ago decided to get really good at conflict and now it has come a lot easier for me, but only in the workplace, like in relationships and in my friendships. If I have a problem with somebody, like I will never tell them mm. unless I get called out or have someone to be like, cool, you're, you need to deal with this, <laughs> which is why I surround myself with people who tell me that. I think that's part of why we choose to get healthy in our lives, but in our yeah. number is when we start to realize it's costing us something to not. Mm. Is totally. that true for you, Andy? Do you feel that? Yeah. Well, I mean, even just you, you were saying like healthy in your number, but then also just even for me, it was like healthy just in general, or yeah. at least healthier. Oh yeah, um, tell this. And just like piggybacking off what you said about the sloth thing, like I I think when when I went to college, I just like the sloth thing just hit me hard because I just got like really lazy yeah, and right. like, you know, like kind of going off to college and having like all these like possibilities. Like I'm yeah. always very much like, give me like a few things to choose from and I'll pick. Whereas yes. like if I have all of the options in the world, I'll be like, cool, I'm going to go watch TV. Like I just, cause, cause <laughs> right. it's just like, I, I don't want to decide. Yeah. And so, so I mean, like I got pretty, like I got pretty big. And then even when I was like starting to tour, um, I was, I was touring with the band Foster the People and I was like pretty big dude. And Mark, the, um, the singer challenged me to lose weight. Um, and so just kind of out of for nowhere money. for money. Yeah. Yes. Um, he challenged me to lose 80 pounds in eight months. And if I did, what? he was going to give me $20,000. Let's freaking go. <laughs> right. So, I, so I did it and I bought a so car. Did it was it. great. No um, way. Yeah. Isn't that crazy? Are you serious? <laughs> yeah. Mark, what can I do for $20,000, <laughs> yeah. right? Um, so, but I think it was just that's, in, that's in, the, in the process of all that, it was obviously I had to kind of examine myself physically a lot and then just emotionally kind of, I think that was really kind of the start of me like, really like growing up and just kind of really having to like examine like all this stuff I've had to like deal with and not want to think about and not Mm want to, you know, just deal with in my life. So yeah, once all that happened and I kind of lost all that weight and kind of gained more of the confidence, like you were saying, like it just, it really kind of changed a lot in my life. Um, And then like right after that is when I met Roxy and then like we got married and so then I had to like transition to this whole other thing. So, but having kind of the confidence to know that like I could do this like crazy thing yeah. um, kind of just like is has really benefited my entire life. Yeah, it, um, it just took amazing. one. And I got a car. And, so. and you got a car. So you got a car and a wife. Yeah. Who knew? I mean, the Seriously. wife wasn't because of the, totally. the thing. Totally. That you know of. <laughs> well, she didn't even know me before. So. Sure. Fair. So. I mean, it but just yeah. is interesting to hear. Cool. I'll be interested to hear your thoughts on this because I hear men, male nines, talking about the getting frozen and indecision Mm -hmm. at times. And that affects their romantic relationships. It affects their friendships. And do you feel that as a female nine? Yeah. Yeah, I do. For me, it's mostly, it's not necessarily with like career stuff, but like socially, and this is pretty specific, but like I hate 
making plans uh-huh. because I feel like it just like pigeonholes me into one thing and I'm not going to be able to like survey land and then at the end of the day choose what I want to do which is usually like nothing so my it, it a lot of time I am I find myself like paralyzed by indecision just because there's not because I'm afraid that I'll make the wrong one but I I feel like there's just too many things to choose from therefore Mm. I'm not going to exert the energy to like assess each one and analyze which one's going to be best for me and then I just revert to this like well I'm probably just going to like lay in bed wow (laughs) yeah like with the not want to do anything like it's like oh yeah no that sounds great (laughs) it's so funny too because there I mean that's just the wisdom of the Enneagram. But for a long time, I just thought that that's how everyone was. Yeah. And it's just not. No. <laughs> it's not. And mm. my friends get super frustrated with me because I am a terrible planner and I am terrible at sticking to plans. And I just want to have like, I don't want to have to be stuck with one thing because I don't know. I just kind of want like open endedness. But then at the end of the day, I end up not making a decision at all. Yeah. It's interesting. But I think... What I'm, what I've been so thankful for as I dug more into the Enneagram is that it really gives you the path to integration. And so you don't feel as isolated. Well, I'll speak for myself. I don't feel as isolated in my behavior or motivation or whatever, because I kind of have a roadmap to integrated health and mental well-being and clarity, which is our expert on the show, Seth Abram, when he was in to do the the beginning of the show that's yeah. on this right before y'all, he had on white shoes and he was like, I just got these. And I was like, that's kind of, a, he's also a nine. I left that part out. He's a nine. Mm. And I said, I said, that's kind of unusual for you. He said, yeah, it's me integrating, walking mm. toward health because I don't ever want to stand out. So I bought white shoes because I need to, I yes. need to like I love that. force that upon myself sometimes. I'm, I'm feeling attacked as I wear literally <laughs> head to toe black. Yeah. Right now. <laughs> <laughs> Your hat is brown. My hat is brown. So that helps. Yeah, yeah. I mean, do y'all feel that at times though that there I mean, you said that about photography mm-hmm. that kind of disappearing is your personality saw it going though, Kula, but yeah. but, but but the disappearing thing is a thing? Yeah, well, I think the the other thing too for me is like I'm an only child. So yeah. I think I've I've always been very um accustomed to being able to kind of like yeah. be by myself, yeah. retreat. Like I need that like kind of recharge time. Like I joke, like my favorite movie is Wally. Like I love Wally so much. And it's like <laughs> the first time I saw that movie, I identified with him so much. I'm like, he hangs up by himself and he collects stuff and he needs time to recharge. <laughs> I'm like, this is my movie. Um, but it's just that whole idea of like, I need my time by myself so I can recharge and then go out and do yeah, stuff with yeah. friends. And it's weird now, especially cause like, my wife will be at home kind of like on Zoom calls and stuff all day and I'll be in the living room just like by myself, like doing yeah. nothing. And then at night, like she'll want to just kind of sit and like hang out and I'll want to like FaceTime friends and like do talk to so, people yeah. and she's like, can, can we not? Like that's it. <laughs> it's like, I totally understand that because it's yeah. like, if she's like doing this all day, she wants to like chill out from that. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it's just, it's so interesting kind of trying to figure that out as far as like standing out or fading to the back and like, I, I do feel called out with the all black yeah, and, no, the <laughs> and my shoes even. And yeah, you yeah. really did it. Yeah. yeah. Well, y'all talk to me a little bit about 2020 so far. <laughs> talk uh, to what me a about, time. What a time. <laughs> what was it like for a nine to be stuck in your home okay. and to be quarantined and to have the idea, the fear, the reality of coronavirus? Yeah. What was that like for y'all as through your lens? Well, I, uh, it, it's one of the few times that I feel like oddly prepared for really? it just because like we were talking about like, I'm good at being home <laughs> and hanging out this. and doing my thing. Yeah. And like, I can set little like chores for myself mm-hmm. at home and try yeah. and do them or even set, not like, like I was doing actual chores, you know, like trying to clean up parts of the house that I never have, but then yeah. also like. I wanted to watch all the James Bond movies. So I did that. And so, but like setting little things like that. So it's like, and and I've said this to Roxy too. My wife's name is Roxy. I feel oddly prepared for the kind of like staying at home part and just kind of retreating and being in our own little island. So in that sense, it's been good, but like, all like creatively and like professionally, obviously since we can't tour and there's no shows or anything going on or Everything, most most things that I photograph re- require large groups of people. Right. And those don't happen. So I think it's been interesting, like... Is that scary Creatively, um, 
I mean, it's just scary in the sense that I, I don't know. I just miss that everyone is missing out on like all this stuff that could happen. Cause they're just like, I love going to shows. Like I know, it's it was like my favorite thing. Like I love music. I love going to shows. That's why I got into this. Yeah. And so it's like to have that kind of just all come to a screeching halt has just been like so weird. But at the same time, it's like, I, I see the need to not have them right now. Yeah. So I get it, mm-hmm. but it's just, it's just weird. For me, thankfully, my work has been super busy. Um, I mean, it shouldn't be because we are a live events company, essentially. And so, like, all of our business depends on people getting on airplanes and gathering with large groups of people, which obviously can't happen. So we pivoted pretty fast, and it stayed super busy. And if it had not stayed super busy, I probably would have slept through all of quarantine. (laughs) Really? Just because... Yeah, I am super thankful the for word, that. Say to me, I would have slept all through quarantine because. Because I just, that's a really great way to put it. I would have slept all through quarantine because I just have like no motivation to do okay. anything. Because as a seven, I would say I wanted to sleep all the way through quarantine so it would be over. Yeah. And so we want to do this. This is like such a perfect thing for people to hear because behaviors can be exactly the same between people. That's not how you'd figure out their number. Totally. It's the motivation Motivation behind behind it. it. You want it to, you want, that's like natural for you to slough out. And for me, I would do that because I just want it to be over. So can I sleep Mm. and wake up and time has passed? Yeah. 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 Oh no, I'm totally like, let me sleep till 10 and then take a nap at two. And then like, (laughs) so what I've done to sort of combat that, because, and the other thing that I'm, that I really appreciate about the Enneagram is I know when I am drifting away from center because I am like super lazy and Mm -hmm. not like sit on the couch and eat Cheetos all day, but just like have no energy to do anything. Like not really Mm -hmm. proactive with my friends or relationships or things like that. So when I feel myself going into that place, I can identify it really fast and then kind of snap myself out of it by doing little things as opposed to like these giant lofty goals. So one thing that I started doing during quarantine is cooking and I am now a chef. Oh, I did not know you're a chef. It's honestly, so my- (laughs) You've been making bread. Haven't you? I made one <laughs> loaf of banana bread and it was okay. it was fine. But we we'll, we get those like blue apron things. Uh, yeah, and yeah, so yeah. we'll do that. And yeah, so I've yeah, actually yeah. been cooking and I even yesterday said like, I actually feel like I can now like just look at what we have in the fridge and be like, I'm going to make this. I see a thing. I yes. see something. Yes. So you've been chefing. Okay. Here's the thing. And I didn't really realize it until I'm like reverse engineering my own genius here. But yeah. <laughs> so to cook a meal, there are a lot of steps that are involved. Yeah. You have to look up a recipe. Right. You have to like pressure test the recipe, like send it to your friends and ask if it's going to be good. You have to go to the freaking grocery store, right? which is my worst nightmare. <laughs> you have to like buy the stuff. Was it your worst nightmare before quarantine or is that just yes, part of quarantine? I hate okay. the grocery yeah. store. Okay, can't great. Get it. So it. many decisions. I, so, I know. Oh, you love it. Oh, I, love oh it. I hate it so <laughs> much. And everyone's like, you know, they're delivery services for groceries. But like for some reason, I'm against that too. I yeah, don't know. Okay, fine. Anyways, Baby and then you tools. come home, you prepare, you cook. It takes time and then you eat. So there's like a lot of steps and it actually like requires a pretty decent amount of time and energy mm-hmm. and effort. Yeah. But that was a pretty like low stakes thing that yeah. I could integrate into my day to day to help me feel motivated and kind of like snap me back into being the productive, healthy, clear thinking. I mean, I can't imagine if I wouldn't have had work. Truly. I mean, I cannot the, y'all imagine. who didn't, who haven't had work and are still like, functioning healthy but yeah. I mean I, I really it was God's grace that we were so busy I would have yeah. been a monster same I'm 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 good at like making little like lists and goals for myself and actually doing them and actually doing them it's me and Roxy will we we play a lot of Zelda for yeah. Nintendo and there's like little side quests so we'll yeah. back, you got side quests like that just like it's so <laughs> good but, um, <laughs> but it's like I'll just try and like make little lists of like stuff to do yeah. just so I can like physically see that I'm accomplishing something because yeah. then it's like rather than kind of revert to the sloth thing mm-hmm. yeah. like if I can see like oh you said you were gonna mow the lawn and then yeah. you did it it's like yeah. okay cool like I can do stuff yeah. you yeah. know what I mean or even like I, li- I literally made a notes app thing of all of the James Bond movies and I would go through it like hit them yeah. and as dumb as that was like and then at the end of it I bought like a Lego James Bond kit to like yeah. put together yes. as like my celebratory thing yeah. that I finished and it was like it felt so dumb to do it but then also at the end of it I was like 
that feels really good to just like accomplish totally. something. Yes. I and did a ton of puzzles. Yeah. And especially even for like someone who does like vi a, as a visual creator, like yeah. using the visual medium for their job. Like I was legit inspired by a lot of those old movies, James yeah. Bond movies yeah. for real. And like, so just even like that, it felt trivial in a sense, but then also like kind of creatively stimulating at the same time. So mm -hmm. it's like a good thing for me to do just to keep me going. Yeah. <laughs> And the Enneagram shape, you guys sit at the top, the nine sit at the top. The sweetheart. As we should. Yeah. <laughs> sweetheart of and the And you Enneagram. just, yes, the sweetheart of the Enneagram, you handle everything. This is not on our questions I asked you ahead of time, so y'all can say we don't want to talk about this, but I am just interested to know as peacemakers, mm -hmm. as people who feel everything and see everything and mm -hmm. notice what has the social and racial unrest of May and June been like for you I mean completely heartbreaking and devastating um I so because I have a pretty strong eight wing so the peacemaker side of me is like obviously like I want peace and like groundedness and calm. like yeah. that's like our kind of ultimate desire but it's interesting because my eight wing like the eight fights for justice right yeah and so I have found myself kind of moving into that space a little more than I thought I would. Yeah. I mean, aside from it just being like super intense and scary and weird and heartbreaking and, you know, just like wild. Yeah. Um, I feel a deep need to like preserve justice mm. because I guess in my mind, that's kind of what will bring peace. And then, yeah, I don't know. I haven't really thought about it in terms of like Enneagram land. Yeah. You don't but, have to just think of it through Kula land and yeah. therefore it is nine-ish, yeah. you know? It's when I get really sad and like crushed about something, that's when I like revert into like slug sloth, never going to like yeah. move away from my couch again. And then, so like there are days I'm just like, this is so much and so exhausting and it feels way too big to even take a step forward. So I'm just yeah. going to like slink back into my yes. little world where I can be by myself. Yeah. And then there are other days when I'm like really inspired and feeling motivated and just like justice for all, yeah. like truth and justice for all. And I'm going to fight and do whatever I can to bring that to as many people as possible. When I've been thinking about like making lists of resources and things, I think about nines a lot and go like, I need to say one thing yeah, because I know some of y'all so well that yeah. it's like, man, if I gave a list of 12 books, there are certain people in the population who will go, I can't do it. I can't, I can't, yeah, I can't. It's just and there's other who will buy all 12 yeah. and read all 12. Andy, what's it like for you? Yeah, it's definitely been interesting. Um, I've, I've tried to just listen a lot and learn and just, <laughs> I've definitely engaged on a few more Facebook posts and comments that I never would have originally <laughs> um, with certain people that just post crazy things. Yes, um, I guess that's a whole, a that. whole nother conversation. Um, <laughs> But yeah, I think I've just really tried to just be be quiet and listen and learn mm. and like even find things in in my own life where because like you you say you're like oh well I'm I'm not a racist yeah. like I'm not a bad person and then like you like um, you'll read lists of like certain um, like microaggression kind of things and it's like man I've done some of those in the past yeah, and like yeah. just even like reading that and just being like man like what once it kind of like unlocks something in your own brain yeah. and mm -hmm. it's just like man like even now like I apologize for doing things like that totally. in the past and I think it's just kind of like having like the like scales all falling off your eyes just like man like I I still have so much to learn yeah. and so much to like be better at and um and to speak up about, which is hard yeah. for a nine. Yeah. And and um, I think just even it's it's because this is so big and such an important thing that mm -hmm. I think it's a lot easier as a nine to stand up for it because it's like, no, this is true. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Black lives do matter. Right. Yeah. And if that's hard for you to hear, then like that's probably why you need to hear it. Yeah. So I think like standing up for stuff like that when you know it to be so true is what is like motivating me to actually want to do stuff. Yeah. yeah. I've been like pretty quiet too. Like I haven't been super vocal about stuff and listening and learning. The other thing I've tried to be really diligent about like through all of quarantine and also 
in the recent months is, or the recent month, is non-judgment. And so, like, with quarantine, for example, like, I went on a run a couple weeks ago and I wasn't wearing a mask because it was 90 degrees outside. I'm not going to wear a mask outside. And I got lit up by this woman on the trail. Just, like, she was screaming at me, telling me to get over, asking me, like, screaming profanity why I wasn't wearing a mask. And I'm like, oh, my gosh. Yeah. But... For her, it's like that is the way that she's dealing and coping. And I, I in that moment, am practicing like she's doing what she needs to do to be okay with what's yeah, happening. Yeah. And I'm not going to judge her for that. In the same way that people are, you know, just all the different opinions about Black Lives Matter and this whole movement that we're seeing kind of rise up. I'm practicing non-judgment with myself because I haven't been like posting resources and doing all these things. I've been trying to just like, absorb and listen and learn and so it's 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 sometimes hard when you see all of these other people posting stuff and getting involved and doing all these things and if you're not doing them too you're like should I be doing this oh my gosh and then like you get into this like self-judgment and shame and all this stuff so practicing non-judgment towards myself because I know that what I'm doing is the best for me right now and then also not being judgmental of other people and how they're processing it and dealing with it and behaving as this whole thing evolves it's that being really intentional about that has honestly been so helpful for me yeah. in 2020. Hey friends, just interrupting this conversation to tell you about our friends over at KiwiCo. You guys have heard me talk about doing the KiwiCo box with my mini BFFs before. It is so fun and it really taught me some things and taught the kids some things but it taught me some things too parents you may feel like your kids summer vacation started early and maybe going long but now that it's actually summer learning at home doesn't have to stop in fact KiwiCo is a really fun way to keep learning at home my mini BFFs and I just had the best time with the KiwiCo box we got. We put together the project. We actually ended up doing it three times because they liked it so much. It was really, really fun. Your child can get super cool hands-on science and art projects delivered to their door every month. You guys, who doesn't love to get mail, particularly kids? And I think you'll be really impressed with how high quality the materials are. These are real engineering science and art projects for kids. And there are different crates for kids of all ages. So there's something for every kid on your list. I think you'll love that. There's like you go on the website and there you can pick based on the age of the kid and or adult. And I think that's awesome. KiwiCo is redefining play with hands-on projects that build confidence, creativity, and critical thinking skills. There's something for every kid or kid at heart at KiwiCo. So get 30% off your first month on select crates at KiwiCo.com slash that sounds fun. Again, that's K-I-W-I-C-O dot com slash that sounds fun. And now back to the show. Tell me what makes you proud to be a nine. What do you like about your personality? We're the best. Are you? You think <laughs> no. so? Well, you can. Well, no, it's... Case I, in point. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I just, like, I think sometimes I see people, like, stressing out or, like, going crazy or, like, running around, like, with a chicken with their head cut off or just, like, yeah. can't slow down, can't do anything. And I'm just like, man, I'm good. Like, I am I feel so content kind yeah. of with wherever I'm at. Wow. I'm really good at kind of just going with the flow and, like... Yeah. Figuring stuff out, like when when thrown into some situation, like I I always I've, I've said before, like it, creatively in a situation, like if I'm given like carte blanche to do whatever I want, yeah. I'd like I'm like well I don't know, but if one if I'm put in kind of like in a box, yeah, I'm like I can figure out what my best situation is in this, yeah, and so I I I don't know why I just love that about me because like kind of whatever I'm thrown into, yeah. I love to just try and figure out okay. Here's what we got. Yeah. I can figure out something good to do with this yes. or whatever. So yes. I, th- I just kind of love almost the like resourcefulness. Yeah. Um, yeah. I love that too. Preach. <laughs> I also love the fact that nines are easygoing and get along with literally everyone. Yes. Like I don't really have any enemies. I was about to say, I don't know anybody who doesn't like either of you. And that's not true for all 18 guests. I know people who don't like yeah, other guests. Yeah, for sure. Spill the tea. Anybody who doesn't <laughs> like y'all. And I think it's because we're super just aware of like how other people are feeling. And if something is wrong, like in a room, mm. we will go to that and try to make it right so that yeah. the energy stays calm and still. Mm-hmm. And 
we um, balance out groups of people and situations really yeah. well because we have that sort of like calming presence. Yeah. Mm. And we don't try to take the spotlight, but you know, for the most part when we're healthy, we also don't like shrink back into this place of total like self-consciousness in groups of people. So I really like that I can be thrown into a room of like all different kinds of people and know that I'm gonna get along with everybody yeah. and I'm gonna have something to talk about with everybody and people aren't gonna leave and be like, God, she was so annoying and so right. loud and like, you know, no world. whatever. No. So I really like I really like that about myself and us us yeah. Niners. Yeah, the Niners. Finish this and it's for me. Nothing is worse than when I feel what? Oh, she just gags. She <laughs> gags where she even answers. Just period. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Just Nothing's worse than when I feel. When I feel. <laughs> that is um. actually what your friend Jason said last year. Really? That is his exact quote. He's the only one who said it. The nine last year. Maybe that, that was just like, maybe that I was just feel. incepted into my brain. Sorry, Jason. I or saw, you I feel saw it. your line. Oh, I feel it. Maybe because I was nodding in the car as I'm driving listening to that it. That is so right. funny. Um, but if I have to pick another word, I would even say like when I feel dumb. Mm. Just because there's moments where I think like wanting wanting to please everybody and wanting everyone to feel good mm, yeah. or whatever. And so it's like, if I do something to make someone else like feel negatively, I just feel like really dumb. I'm like, oh, I should have, I should have known what to do right. or I should have known this thing to help. You know, like I just was like, oh, I just get down on myself. Yeah. Um, and I, I really don't like that feeling, but I think I, I think I'm better at recognizing when it's just like a thing I didn't know. Yes. Not that I should have known it. Yes. Um, You can't know what you don't know. Yeah. Right. What about you, Kula? Nothing is worse than when I feel. The dread of the lead up to a conversation that you know is going to let someone down. Mm. Okay. Like a breakup. Right. I mean, I relationally like with romantic partners am so bad at breaking up with people yeah. like I will drag it on for months because I just don't want to say the words I do not want to be with you yeah because I know that it's going to like I mean this makes me sound super self-indulgent but yeah, I don't yeah. mean like that it like knowing that someone is going to be hurt by something that I've done and having to tell them that yeah. is the worst <laughs> freaking feeling yeah. on the planet. Yeah. Like my stomach is in knots right now. Just kind of like, did you just about. dump somebody cool? No, <laughs> no. But just like thinking about that, like the dread of that. And then like the actual conversation, it's yeah. just the worst because yeah. it's breaking the peace. Right. Because it would still be peaceful if I just kept on doing what I'm doing. And like, we kept yeah. this thing going, but an ending to something is breaking the peace, and that just sends me over the edge. I hate yeah. it. I hate yeah. it. I think that's important for people to hear that are in relationship with nines, either friendship, romantic, family, yeah. that like if if there's a lead in to a hard conversation, the thing the rest of us can do is come and meet y'all at the hard conversation totally. versus like sitting there and go, keep going, cool. Yeah. Keep yeah. going, you know, yeah. there's a there's a meeting in the middle that totally. helps you get through the hard conversation. And just for the other person to understand that and also just have grace for that and yeah. and be like, hey, you know, this is hard and I'm really hurt, but it's okay. Yeah. And I don't hate you and you're not a terrible person because right. this has to end. Right. One of the big things I'm hoping for this year that I hoped for last year's series too, you know, eight out of the nine people listening aren't nines. Yeah. Right? And so I would love for y'all to teach the rest of us, how do we love y'all well? What is good friendship and relationship Ooh. with a nine look like? What's, how do you know when you're really loved by someone? I think for me, I like to pride myself on being a good gift giver. I okay. Think. And in, even in return, like I, I, I think it, but behind that, I think it's mostly like the thought put in to like, if someone gets me something and they like nail it yeah. where it's like, Ooh, you know what? You, re- I know you really like this thing. I know yeah. this thing. I know this thing about you yes. that I remember. And, and I translated yeah. that into this thing, which I know you will also yeah. like. Yeah. And I just am like, that is awesome. Like, I love yeah. that so much. Yeah. Or even like experiential things like something like Roxy looks will get us something we go like do together you know and I I love that too just because and it's for me specifically with like traveling so much for my job it's like if there's ever a time where we could go off and kind of do something like together that's like special um because I'm gone a lot right in other years yeah in other years (laughs) this year not so much this is literally the longest my wife and I have ever spent together yeah no way yeah in our whole life just because we started dating long distance And then I've been touring since then. So yeah. it's like, this is the longest 
time we've been together. And how together. long have y'all been married? Um, it'll in October. It'll be five years. Yeah. Yeah. That is wild. That I, is there are wild. a lot of couples in our town who are yeah. like, we've never lived in the house together this much <laughs> yeah. because I tour and you don't. Yeah. 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 Kula, what about you? How do you know when you're really loved? When I feel the most loved is when people see that I have done something. Ooh, that too. And they tell really? me yes. that they're proud of me for doing that oh, because wow. otherwise I wouldn't take credit for it in an appropriate way. And not that I'm like seeking credit, but a lot of times as nines, we tend to self forget and kind of like blend in with what other people are thinking or feeling or doing. Mm -hmm. So when somebody sees something that I've done as an individual that is true to me and authentic for where I am Mm -hmm. and, and call it out in me and then say that they're proud of me for doing that or, you know, feeling that or going through that, then that makes me feel very seen and really loved. Yeah. I don't think a lot of people, I'm not a nine, clearly, but in my experience of nines, you, y'all can say, Annie, you're dead wrong, but I don't think a lot of people who, who aren't nines recognize how much it takes for a nine to go from still to movement. Yeah. The amount of internal work it Mm -hmm. takes for y'all to accomplish a thing. Mm -hmm. It's not because you're not smart or you're not hard workers. It just is, it, it takes extra inertia. Mm. to get you moving and so once you do something to be celebrated is to say not only am i proud of you for hanging those pictures on your wall yeah Mm. i'm proud of you for the eight days it took you to talk yourself into actually (laughs) doing that thing totally right is that true sign that entire thing yeah okay (laughs) okay because it is it because the when when we finally see the action of the nine what we're actually seeing is days or weeks Mm -hmm. of talking yourself into action yeah totally i've been thinking about alphabetizing my record collection (laughs) for weeks now and it's just like i want to do it so badly but i'm just like are you gonna do it by first name or last name you know what album or band i mean you know what i'm i'm gonna do it by first name which i think is i think is wrong but the only reason i'm gonna do it is because there's this website that i found where you can like catalog all the records Uh uh-huh and like it assesses the value and everything is like nerdy, but like, no, but that website, they do it by first name. So I want to do it with that. So I can kind of do it yes. in line, but like Roxy has set up her like de facto office in that room. So it's like, I don't want to get in there and like mess up her like work yeah, space yeah. or whatever. So that's my excuse for not doing that's it. Your, even, yeah. even though Nines, I can. Excusemakers.com. Y'all are great, I'm great at, at that. It. I'm yeah. totally. But, I tried really. I wanted to borrow one record. Was it even over quarantine? Yes. Oh, yeah. yeah Andy yeah. has the most exquisite record collection of any <laughs> of our friends. And I texted him. I was like, is there a chance you have one John Coltrane? Surely. Yeah. It's jazz. It's rec- mm. Nope. No or you way. lied because you didn't want me coming. No, no, no. That's not it at all. Um, <laughs> I think like jazz is just like a, a blind spot I have in my record collection, which I need to fix. But it's just, I don't know. I just haven't yeah. gotten around to getting it. I've. I've bought too many of many other records. So. Okay, so that that leads me to a question again, not on your list. I'm sorry. I did very good this year of no. getting everyone questions. But do you listen to a lot of types of music too, Kula? Yes. Yeah, so Lots. y'all don't probably have like the genre you listen no. to. You no. listen to all of it. Yeah. Well, it's yeah. all good. So Yeah. Right. That's true. Right. Yeah, that's I mean, true. that's actually not true, but that is how I feel. <laughs> Wait, so what music do you not like? Well, I mean, I, I'm not going to own a lot of... What do I not like, Kula? I feel like you would know. I, I, I probably don't love like soft rock <laughs> I'm probably not into okay. he, like that kind of I'm not into hard rock either no version okay. of rock okay. I'm really not All into right. you well, you're missing so, out on don't forget about the stuff. classics yeah. I know <laughs> oh my gosh both of you are like <laughs> yeah. Annie expand expand your belief system tell me what you wish people knew about you ooh well, it was going to be that I just watched all the James Bond movies. But, but I just now they know. Them. Everybody knows. Man. Um, what do I wish people knew about me? <clears throat> Sorry, Chad. Yeah. You're going to have to edit all this out. No, no, no. He's not. He's actually going to leave this because this is Dang. an important part of it. It's an important part of it. <laughs> Dang it. We're getting called out for not having an answer. Seriously. <laughs> Indecision. See, I feel like it's the nine in me that's just like. You're There's good. You, you don't need to know anything. Else. Oh, so, like, oh, so or, you don't need to know anything deeper, or yeah. there isn't anything. No, not that there isn't. It's just like if I if I want to share something with you, uh-huh. I'll share it with you. Uh-huh. And I'll I'll tell you. Don't yes. worry. Yes. <laughs> so, dang it, you get the smile on your face where it's like <laughs> I got you, and I'm like, that's the answer I wanted. <laughs> I fell into your trap. No, no, no. I'm just kidding. That was not. I was. I'm not trapping you. Okay. What do I wish people knew about me, man? Is, do you, so, I mean, this is great because both of you are healthy in your nineness. In my experience of you as your friend, mm-hmm. both of you are healthier than 
other people mm-hmm. or than you were at some point. Mm-hmm. And and that tells me that that you don't feel misunderstood. Because there yeah. are numbers who feel misunderstood. And so when I say, what do you wish we knew about you? They have a list. Yeah. Because they feel misunderstood. You and your healthy nineness don't feel misunderstood is what I'm hearing you not say. That feels true for me. Yeah, yeah. same. I, th- I mean, I think a lot of it too kind of, it all really started for me, I think, when when I went through that whole weird challenge with the Foster the People thing when I lost yeah. all that weight. Just because I think it really made me like focus on myself for once, which I never do. Yeah. yeah. And think about myself in different ways. And in the process of all that, too, they were recording all of it for like an eventual documentary that yeah. is going to exist at some point. Which being in front of the camera too was another thing that I yeah. just, it was all of these things at once where I had to think about myself, actually think about what I was putting into my body yeah, and get filmed while doing all of it where I think it just was like a big ripping of a bandaid off yeah. that just kind of like pushed yeah. me over the edge or like the inertia, like you said, just like it gave me a lot of inertia. Yeah. Um, and I think as kind of crazy and weird as that was, it really was kind of formative in my life. So. Yeah. That's interesting. We last year recorded an Enneagram online course at the Incron. Yeah. And he said something that stuck with me. He said a lot of things that stuck with me, but um, he said, the more divorced you are from your true self, the more exhausted and disintegrated that you feel. Mm. And so I feel like over the past several years, as I've been doing a ton of work on myself, I have become much more aligned with my true self and I actually don't, I don't really feel misunderstood. Yeah. And I don't feel like I have to explain myself after I, you know, interact with people or yeah. am on stage talking or, yeah. you know, have a conversation with somebody just because I do feel like, you know, there are, of course, moments where this is not the case. But for really the first time in my life, I finally feel like my insides match my outsides. Yeah. Like what I'm feeling and thinking and doing on the inside actually comes through and what I'm thinking, feeling and doing to other people, which is so freaking freeing because had you asked me that question like five years ago, I would have had a list hundred percent because I was not acting in, in in alignment with who I really was and what I really thought and felt. Yeah. Wow. That's, that's impressive. That's an amount of work. Thank you on site. (laughs) Thank you you on to our, our shared counselor. Andy, I need you to know this is one of my favorite coolest stories. Oh gosh. She sent me a picture from our counselor's office one day (laughs) and she was laying on the, and it was like laying on the couch, like getting ready to start. I'm here to see her. You know, I think your appointment's in two hours or something. I don't know. Sends me a text laid down. And the next time I get there, I'm like, am I the only one who doesn't lay down? (laughs) Because cool. I don't like that. She said, Kula's the only one who does lay down. <laughs> That's amazing. I kind of feel bad because I don't take my shoes off. So, like, my shoes are on the couch where people usually, like, put their head. So, I, I was like, wait, people don't do this? She's like, absolutely not. Which like, I don't like how she's rearranged her office, by the I way. I hate it. I, I hate it. You can't see the door. You can't see the door it's, anymore. We can't see the door anymore. <laughs> I will also hate it on your behalf. Thank you. <laughs> yeah. I wish you would. Yeah. It's you. not right. We it's should wrong. be able to see the door. I know. Also, I, know. I need that other clock. I I, I'm, I like to keep time. I don't need her to keep time. I'm going to te- keep time because we've got to get, we have to get it all done in 50 minutes. <laughs> and so now there's just a little clock. Yeah. I've been meaning to text you and see what you thought Same. about Same. I hate office. it. I tell her every time I go in. I it's awful. <laughs> and she just kind of smiles. It's like. She's like, tell me what that makes you feel. <laughs> Look at the list of chart, the feeling chart. Okay, is there anything we didn't say about nines that y'all want to say? Ooh. Or about you as humans? Oh, man. Um. Um, one thing I like, one thing I will say is, you know, a lot of people with the Enneagram kind of put the numbers in a box and like, discount people if they kind of exit that but we all have to remember that the Enneagram helps you get out of the box that you're already in yes and so I guess what I want to say about nines is like we can be super fun and outgoing and like bubbly and loud and we can also be really skeptical like the six and like think everybody's out to get us we can also be like super rule following like get the job done like a one and so I Hmm. think you know, I'm probably misspeaking, but no. more than any other number, really, I feel like the nine is able to take on characteristics of all the other ones true. Yes. In, in more than any other number. Yes. And so I guess what I would say is like, we aren't always the quiet ones asleep yeah. on our couch yeah. every single day. I mean, that's one of the funny things when people are like, I can't figure out what I am. I've read everything. I've listened to everything. I'm like, oh, sweet. You're a nine. Um, <laughs> if you feel everybody, you're a nine. Yeah. 
Anything else, Andy, that you want me to make sure our friends know about you guys? Oh, man. Um, no, I'm good. Okay. <laughs> Fair. If he, would want, if he wanted you to know something, he he'd have told, told you. you. He'd have told no. me. That's right. What's okay. a, well, actually, one, one thing that was that was helpful, for especially for, for me and Roxy, Yeah. which uh, going along these lines <laughs> was there would be times where we'd be just be discussing something or talking about something, and she would get frustrated with me, rightly so, because I would just get really quiet. Uh-huh. And she's just like wanting a response mm-hmm. and trying yeah. to pull something out of me. And so then she's so loving and and wants to help me and so she's like if there's ever a moment like that just tell me you're thinking so i at least know that you are your wheels are churning that you're not just like shut off yeah and that's been so helpful because there'll just be a time where i'm like sitting and not wanting to like respond whatever and i'll just be like i'm thinking and she's like okay and it's like it immediately diffuses any weirdness or anything and i'm just like gosh that's so helpful like um just even that little thing to be like i'm thinking yeah. Because it's like, I don't know what to say. Yeah. I don't yeah. know what to say ever, but I'll figure yeah. something out. Yeah. And yeah. so just give me a second to think about it. I um, I find that really helpful. I mean, what what is overarching across every episode and every number is if you will communicate, <laughs> people are willing to listen. Yeah. If mm-hmm. you will say that, if you will say, you know, mm-hmm. I just think communication ends up being the thing that makes us or breaks us mm. in totally. so many ways. Um, okay, so we'll save a little conversation about politics in Enneagram for YouTube. We'll do that right after this. Okay, great. Fun. But the last so question we fun. always ask, speaking of fun, is because the show is called That Sounds Fun, tell me what you do for fun. Ooh. Um, in quarantine land or just like in, normal? Just as a cooler, yeah. Ugh, I was going to say go to shows, but it's just so depressing <laughs> to think know, about that. Because I know. What's the best show you've ever been to? Ever in my life? Yeah. Oh, man. Ooh. I know. That's a hard nine question. I apologize. I know. Well, I feel like, honestly, my answer would probably change. But in recent years, and because he just passed away, John Prine at the Ryman mm-hmm. two years ago. Yeah. Ugh, angel. Right. I never use the word angel as much as I did once we became friends. <laughs> I use it, every time I use it, I think of you. Uh, what about you, Andy? What do you do for fun? Oh, I was going to say the cardigans at the Troubadour on the oh, Long I, I was Before Daylight Tour. Oh, the, the cardigans? The cardigans. I don't know Amazing. them. Love me, love me. So oh, yes. Okay, that song's great. But, but they, they're way better? They're way better. There's a song they put out, or a record they put out called Long Gone Before Daylight. That's like okay. one of my top 10 I'll listen ever. to it today. Troubadour. Um, at very, the Troubadour very high LA. fidelity of me, I know. Top yeah. 10. Um, <laughs> but that was a really good one. And then... That was the first one that just came to my mind. Um, but what sounds fun, and I mean, I guess this goes along with what I was saying, like going to shows, like I do yeah. love that also. Yeah. Anything with music, like I love collecting records. I love finding little shops and digging through them. That's like a benefit of, so of being on tour is I yeah. get to go to a new town all the time and go find yeah. a record store and go off on my own little little side quests and yeah. go find records. Yeah. So good. Um, I, I miss shows too. I watched a movie that had the uh, a marathon in it at the end just this week and watching all the people gathered pointed toward the same thing. I was like, this is what we're missing. We're missing the like, we're all pointed at the same thing. We all care about the same thing and we're all next to each other. And it is, it is very sad. It's weird. And, I, and I'm over off on the sides. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Taking pictures, <laughs> yeah. doing that. Yeah. Uh, man, I think the world of both of y'all. Thank y'all for doing this today. Thank I'm you. really Thank glad you. to be friends with Such both of you. Such an honor. Friends, don't you love Kula and Andy? Oh my gosh, I'm just so thankful for them. I appreciated their honesty and their thoughts. And I just walked away from that conversation thinking, man, nine to the best. We have Jenna that works in our office is a nine. I love being around nines. They just are making the world a better place. So thank you, nines. As we are sharing all things Enneagram, I wanted to make sure you guys knew about our partner for Ennea Summer 2020. If you're curious about your number, and I'm already getting a lot of messages that you are trying to figure out where you fit in the Enneagram, I encourage you to check out your Enneagram coach and take the assessment. This is the one that we suggest. They have amazing courses and tools to learn more about the Enneagram and building relationships with other numbers. You can take the assessment by going to yourenneagramcoach.com slash that sounds fun, or by clicking through the link in our show notes. 
And as you may know, we've been saving a question or two for YouTube after each interview. And so to hear some really interesting thoughts from the Enneagram Nines about the upcoming local and national election in the U.S., head to youtube.com slash Annie F. Downs TSF. That sounds fun. Or just click the link in the show notes below. Hey, and if you are a nine, for starters, I already love you. I just already love you. But you should share this episode with your people so we can get to know you better and love and understand you better. If you need anything else from me, friends, you know I'm embarrassingly easy to find. It's just embarrassing. Annie F. Downs, Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, YouTube, all the places you may need me. That is how you can find me, except for tomorrow on Tuesday on my birthday, because we don't work on your birthday at Downs Book. So you won't be able to find me tomorrow. <laughs> but every other day you can. Don't forget, we have a special Annie summer koozies over at shopanniefdowns.com as well. Coming up on Thursday, we continue through. We've done Enneagram 8s, Enneagram 9s, and now we go to Enneagram 1s. Y'all, it's good. I cannot wait for you to hear it. I think that's it for me today, friends. So go out or stay home and do something that sounds fun to you, and I will do the same. And we'll see you back here on Thursday with our Enneagram 1s. Y'all have a great week. Thank you.